Hello everyone, welcome to episode 30 of the Throughball Podcast. I'm your co-host, Pidemi Ologunde. On this podcast, myself and my brother, Akinola Ologunde, present global news, updates, rumors, and in-depth analysis of the game of football, also popularly known as soccer. Today on the show, I'll be discussing the national teams that can be expected to proceed to the knockout phase of the upcoming 2022 FIFA World Cup that will be hosted in Qatar. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. Okay, so the 2022 FIFA World Cup is now less than a month away and hosts Qatar will be kicking off the historic tournament on November 20 in a match with Ecuador. So let's face it. That is hardly a mouth-watering cutting razor, and of course, no disrespect to either Qatar or Ecuador. However, it is the start of a four-year wait for the world's most popular sporting event. So who are the teams that will be expected to come out of their respective groups in this year's tournament? So in Group A, we have Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands. So for first place, it's predicted that Netherlands will win the group and Ecuador will come second. Because the Netherlands simply have too much talent in all areas of the pitch to not win their group. Starting with their defense, led by the physical Virgil van Dijk, to the midfield that is now led by Frankie de Jong, since Giorgino Wijnaldum will miss the tournament due to a tibia fracture that he suffered a few months ago, all the way to Memphis Depay leading this potent offense. Not to mention, they breezed through their World Cup qualifiers, scoring 33 goals in 10 matches and only losing one match. They should come out on top of this group with little to no issues. Ecuador should battle it out with Senegal for second place, and I think it's going to be close, but then the South American squad's talent, along with their characteristic grit, will ultimately be too much for the African side. Both countries have very speedy and technical players on the ball. We should expect that Bayern Sadio Mane would make it interesting for Senegal on the flanks as the worldwide elite talent that he is, but then to come out of Conmebol means a lot, competing with the likes of Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, and all those other solid teams. With all due respect, it is not comparable with running away with a group involving Togo, the Congo, and Namibia. Their confederation's opponent talent levels are just a galaxy of difference, and I expect Ena Valencia, Michael Estrada, and all these other talented guys in Ecuador to pull away in the end. So in terms of Qatar, it's their first ever World Cup appearance, and they're appearing simply because they're the host, and it wouldn't therefore surprise me if they lost all three group matches. So for Group B, we have England, Iran, the USA, and Wales. So first place here should go to England, and for second place, it should be close, but it should end up going to Wales. So where do we start with England? They are so loaded with talent everywhere, even on the bench. We have Pickford and Ramsdale in goal, Alexander-Arnold, Walker and Stones in defense, Rice, Foden and Mount in the middle, Kane, Sterling and Saka up front. And don't forget their depth off the bench like I mentioned earlier. 
It's just crazy how talented and multidimensional this current squad of English players are. They can attack both on the wings, through the center, long distance shots. They defend exceptionally well. They only allowed three goals in 10 matches in their qualifiers. And of course, they have elite goalkeepers. And of course, not to mention their sustained level of play, reaching the semi-finals in the 2018 World Cup, as well as losing the final in the 2020 Euro to Italy just last summer. There should be no contest for top honors in Group B. England are not only the candidates to win their group, but they are also candidates to win the entire tournament. So in terms of who takes second place, let me just say right off the bat, that despite beating out Korea Republic in their qualifiers group for first place, Iran have no shot at making it through the group stage. All due respect. Apart from Taremi and Azmoon, they really don't have enough players who compete on big enough stages to make an impact against their other three group rivals. So it will really come down to Wales and the USA, and Wales would have a slight edge. Despite not owning the most intimidating defense. Ben Davies and co. have a very tough offensive unit with guys like Gary Bale, Kiefer Moore, and Aaron Ramsey. Meanwhile, the USA are making their return to the World Cup after failing to qualify for the 2018 edition. True, manager Greg Berhalter has done a great job rebuilding this American side and has elite talent in players like Weston McKenney and Christian Pulisic. However, the U.S. finished third in the CONCACAF qualifiers on top of Costa Rica only on goals difference. One less point and they would have added to the inter-confederation playoffs to fight for a spot in this World Cup. So I'm not just sold on the USA yet and I feel like they are yet to prove their worth on a really big stage like the World Cup. So for Group C, we have Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico and Poland. First place here should easily go to Argentina and second place should go to Poland. So one word here, Messi. Additional words, Lotaro, Di Maria, Julian Alvarez, Lo Celso, Otamendi, and so on. Argentina is currently the world number three ranked team and these guys are legit contenders to win it all with insane amount of quality in every area of the pitch. Not to mention, they were undefeated in their 17 qualifiers and drew 0-0 in their only match against arguably the hottest team in the world right now, Brazil. Argentina also defeated Brazil in the Copa America final last summer. One of the grittiest and hardest teams to play in the world, Argentina will win this group, no doubt. Mexico still don't know if their best player, Raul Jimenez, will be available as his groin hip injury continues to linger. That along with the fact that they've been unable to replace their aging core of players with sufficient quality, leading to them going winless in their four matches against Canada and the USA, the other top teams in the CONCACAF qualifiers, leaves many doubts in the Mexican camp. On the other hand, Poland just has too much talent up top in Lewandowski alone, not to mention Zielinski, Milik, and co. They have too much speed that Mexico just cannot keep up with. Poland should claim second place easily, but then keep in mind, Mexico has moved on from the group stage in each of their last eight World Cup appearances. 
I'll say that again. Poland should claim second place easily, but keep in mind, Mexico has moved on from the group stage in each of their last eight World Cup appearances. With all due respect, Saudi Arabia simply does not have the talent to compete with the others in their group, although a win against Mexico cannot be ruled out. So for Group D, we have France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. First place should go to France easily, and second place should go to Denmark also relatively easily. So Europe as a confederation is just too strong to ignore. Everybody knows that. France is another serious title contender and the defending World Cup champions. Their 2018 World Cup victory was the second time they've won it. The first time was back in 1998. Their group rivals just don't pose much of a threat and with players like Varane, Saliba, Kante, Coman, Griezmann, Mbappe and the recent Ballon d'Or winner Karim Benzema, this is just too one-sided of a group. They are too fast on the wings, too talented down the middle and too experienced as a team to not win their group and possibly defend their title. Denmark are no scrubs themselves as they cruised in their qualifier groups with 30 goals scored to only 3 goals conceded and they only lost one match. Their roster may not be as elite as France's roster but they are definitely not far behind. By the way, Denmark and France were also paired together in the last World Cup and both of them made it out of the group stage. So there shouldn't be too many issues with Australia and Tunisia and fun fact, Denmark defeated France twice this year, in June and September, in the UEFA Nations League. So for Group E, we have Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. First place should go to Germany, and second place should go to Spain. So after failing to get out of the group stage in the 2018 World Cup, and going out in the round of 16 at the hands of England in the 2020 Euros, Germany are desperate to prove themselves. In their 10 qualifying matches, they won 9, lost 1, and outscored their opponents 36 goals to 4. So their main issue now is that one of their best players, Leroy Sani, was just diagnosed with torn muscle fiber in his left thigh with no time frame for his return. It will be a huge blow for the Germans if he is sidelined for the tournament. They still have the necessary players and firepower to make up for it though in Ginabri, Werner, Hoffman, and veteran Müller. Hopefully, Sané could return for the round of 16 if he does miss the start of the World Cup. Since 2012, Spain hasn't been the same. After winning the 2008 and 2012 Euros along with the 2010 World Cup in South Africa, the Spaniards have appeared to limp on ever since never recapturing that same level of danger and intensity that we've seen under Aragonese and Del Bosque. In the 2014 World Cup, they failed to even make it past the group stage and they were ousted in the round of 16 in both the 2016 Euro and the 2018 World Cup. They finally broke through a bit but still lost in the 2020 Euro semi-finals. So the bottom line is Morata, Sarabia, Rodri and the veteran Busquets just haven't been as good as their predecessors and have clearly struggled when put to the test. 
They are more than good enough to easily finish second place with no contest. But unfortunately, I don't see them doing much later on. All due respect, I can't see either Costa Rica or Japan giving the Europeans in this group much trouble. So for group F, we have Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. So first place should go to Belgium easily and second place should be claimed by Croatia. This group will be a tough group. I repeat, group F will be a tough group. I have to give Belgium the top spot because of their quality on the ball. I wouldn't go as far as putting them as top contenders, but they're definitely one of the most talented squads in the entire World Cup. With the creative brilliance of Eden Hazard and Kevin De Bruyne in the middle, along with the threat of striker Lukaku, this well-rounded, experienced squad will look to bounce back and go further than their 2018 World Cup semi-final loss to the eventual champions, France. Calling second place in this group is extremely tough. I have to go with Croatia for a few reasons. First, simply because they were runners-up in the 2018 World Cup, losing the final 4-2 to France. Second, they have too much talent with veteran leaders Modric and Perisic, as well as long-distance threat Brozovic. However, Canada are not exactly scrubs either. Despite them making only their second appearance all-time in a World Cup tournament, the speed on the flanks of guys like Alfonso Davies and Junior Hoylet, along with the scoring threat of Jonathan David and Sal Larin, this makes them a huge threat. In addition, Canada didn't finish first overall in the CONCACAF qualifiers by mistake, so I expect the race for second to be extremely tight. While the Moroccans are no walk in the park either, I just cannot see them keeping up with their opponents in this group. So for Group G, we have Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. First place should go to Brazil easily, and second place should go to Switzerland. So this group belongs to Brazil hands down. The Seleção are the maximum competition winners with five World Cup titles plus two trips to the final. They are coming on as arguably the hottest team in the cup and in the world right now, going undefeated in their 17 qualifying matches with 14 wins and 3 draws in a very tough Conmebol confederation and losing just one match so far since late 2019, which was the Copa America final versus Argentina. They are elite in every part of the pitch with goalkeepers like Alisson and Ederson, defenders like Marquinhos, Thiago Silva and Danilo, midfielders like Fabinho, Casemiro and Fred, and attackers like Neymar, Anthony, Vinicius Jr., Firmino and Gabriel Jesus. It's impossible to keep up with the Brazilian speed and quality on the ball. They are just a juggernaut in every sense of the word, and despite coming up short in recent World Cups, no one should sleep on Brazil as heavy favorites. They should easily run away as winners of this group. So in terms of second place, I really like Serbia, especially up front with the emergence of elite players like Tadic and Vlahovic. These two have become the face of this national team and they will look to wreak havoc on their opposing defenses. However, despite being evenly matched, Switzerland has the edge. Not only does Switzerland have more experienced players, higher quality and depth in the players like Shaka, Shakiri, and Seferovic, they are also more accomplished. 
Switzerland got through the group stage in the 2018 World Cup and to the quarterfinal in the 2020 Euros, while Serbia couldn't get out of the group stage in the World Cup and they haven't even qualified for the last two Euro editions. Despite being speedy and talented, Cameroon are just the odd man out here. And last but not the least, we have Group H made up of Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay and Korea Republic. So first place should go to Uruguay and second place should go to Portugal. Again, this group is at one of the toughest in the entire tournament. Despite there being no clear-cut favorites, I just have to choose first and second for the sake of this episode. So I can tell you that Korea Republic will not make it through the group stage, all due respect, despite making a tough case with Tottenham's son. They couldn't even top Iran in their qualifiers group. So in terms of the other three, however, this is where it gets tricky. To the naked eye on paper, one would immediately think Portugal should have the easy win simply because of Cristiano Ronaldo. However, the aging forward just isn't the same CR7 that we've known in previous years, despite still being quite effective recently. We also have so much talent in Joao Cancelo and Danilo Pereira at the back, Ruben Neves, Bruno Fernandes, and Bernardo Silva in the middle. But then an unfortunate situation is Diogo Jota, who recently picked up a calf injury, therefore causing him to miss the World Cup. So that is a massive blow to Portugal's chances and the main reason why I picked them to finish second, as I still feel they are better than Ghana, even with Diogo Jota out. So Uruguay will win this group simply because they have the talent and the grit to accompany the talent. This is possibly the most physically and mentally tough team in the world. If veteran leader Diego Godin can recover fully from his knee injury along with Lucas Torreira and Rodrigo Betancourt in the middle to go with the stellar attack of Luis Suarez, Edinson Cavani and youngster Darwin Nunez, this is a team nobody wants to face. They will get down in the mud and wrestle happily with you. They can score and also play top-notch defense, which is clearly a nightmare for anyone. I don't care who you are. And then, of course, all due respect, Ghana simply plays the odd man out in this group. They have good players like Thomas Partey and Jordan Ayew, who both play in the English Premier League, but ultimately not enough talent to go around to actually earn them a top spot in the next round of the World Cup. So that's all we have for this episode 30 of the Throughball Podcast. Thanks for listening. The Throughball Podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alomoli Productions. Production, editing, and fact-checking by Akiola and Bidemio Logunde. Audio engineering and graphic design by Bidemio Logunde. Please join us again on the next episode as we continue with deep dives on football news, updates, rumors, and analysis. Make sure you subscribe to the Throughball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, please share the show with anyone who you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to throughball10 at gmail.com. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.